What is going on, everybody? This is another cathartic podcast, and I am your annoying, love listening to himself talk, talking head, page man coming at you again. If you haven't noticed, we kind of changed up the logo, a little more cleaner, a little bit more professional. I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Anthony Marshall. If you're in the Sacramento area, I do recommend giving him a call. He's not cheap. But he does really, really good work. And he actually busted that out for me fairly quickly. So thank you, Anthony. I do appreciate it. Hey, shit, you're not fucking listening. I mean, the only people that subscribe are myself. And it, that's it. They am the only one who subscribes to this damn channel. <clears throat> or is there already a channel? Can I see here and say I have my own channel? Anyways, got some things to talk about. Yes, it is going to be sports related. I am sorry. It's kind of a runoff from the last episode. If you listen to the last episode, if you haven't, go back listen to it. Listen to me talk and rant and rave about. I think only hit like a couple of handful of things. I think before I get into those things, I do want to see here and say Antonio Brown is a douche. Mike Tomlin are, are a douche. That's all I gotta say about that. There's the whole fucking drama in Pittsburgh. I don't really follow the NFL just because I'm more enamored by college football. I'm like college football heavy in my life. But I mean, now it is getting that time of year while where I will start paying attention. And of course, now I watch the sports channels. I kind of get this, the gifs, gifs, gif, the gif, whatever. I can't get the idea of what the fuck's going on. Week 17 for the NFL just ended. And there's a whole bunch of drama going on. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know what's going on. I'm just not. I kind of get bits and pieces and that's it. Then I don't get the full story. But isn't this the second straight year? Maybe the second year in three years. Second time in three years. That the end of the season, we're talking about some sort of bullshit. So last year, year before last, when Pittsburgh was about to face New England and douchebag Antonio Brown videoed or live streamed or something Tomlin's speech right before the week before they faced New England in the playoffs, I believe it was. And now here he goes again. Being a little punk-ass douche bitch. Great player, but God, he's a fucking punk. Him and Levon. Or Le'Veon, I mean. Him and Le'Veon. And what I think is really funny... It dawned on me today because I was listening to some uh, radio shows coming into work today. Is I hear all these people bitching and moaning about the 28, 27 college football players who skipped the bowl games because they're more than likely going to be drafted in the NFL in April. And now they're not team players and they quit on their team. But they all back up Le'Veon Bell who sat out all year because he wanted to make more than $14 million. Or some bullshit like that in a year. I mean, really? Well, he's trying to get paid. So are these kids. Yeah, I remember these kids don't get fucking paid. They get a free education. Which we all know is a fucking joke. I have a degree in American history. Do I use it? Fuck no. It's a waste of fucking years of my life. I have a degree in kinesiology as well. Am I using it? No. I have two motherfucking degrees. I'm not using a single one of them. I'm an overachiever. So the NFL playoffs are about to start. I think this is a wild card weekend coming up. Again, I'm so far out of the loop. I don't know who's even playing. I don't know who made it and who didn't. That's how bad I am at this. Oh, man. Uh, shit, who did make it? I know. I'm assuming Pittsburgh didn't make it since they're all over the fucking news. Um, Kansas City made it. I think, didn't they, didn't they win the, their division? 
Didn't they? Yeah, they won their division. Yeah, because I think they held the tiebreaker with the uh, the Dolts out of L.A. And I used to follow it. No, I used to follow the NFL. I used to be a big Charger fan when they're in San Diego. I'm from San Diego. They moved, and I just stopped caring. Actually, when they started bitching and moaning about how they're going to move, I stopped caring. Honestly, I shouldn't say that this happened last year. Yeah, it was a couple years going into it. So New England wins their division. Kansas City wins their division. This is all, all AFC. Didn't Houston win their division as well? Eh. Then you have the Chargers, Baltimore, and Indiana, 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 Indianapolis. So Indianapolis going into Houston, uh, the fifth, which is Saturday. Then Chargers going to Baltimore. They played earlier this year. I wonder how that game game went on. I don't know. Again, I am totally slacking in my NFL. Totally slacking in my NFL. So I should know this shit before I even start talking, huh? But I don't. Because I just, I said, don't follow it. I am that dickhead, like I said earlier. I am that dickhead that will turn the TVs on just so that ratings happen. Just because if there's a boycott against something, let's say something like uh, the, the uh, like Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A a couple years ago when they came out and talked bad and found out they spent much money to keep gays and lesbians from getting married. I am full. I am fully for equal rights for everybody. I don't give a fuck who you are for everybody. That's what we were built off of last time I checked. So yes, I did boycott Chick-fil-A and I still kind of do because their chicken fucking sucks. I'm sorry. There's nothing good about their food. In my opinion, I might go there if it's like, no, there's no real reason for me to go there. Probably go there more often now. But usually, I'm one of those people that if you fucking are, you're boycotting something, I'm going to spend money. Like when everybody started burning their Nike shit. I spent $400 on Nike shit the same day. Just because I can. <sighs> I'm going to boycott the NFL because a black guy took a knee to the flag. Okay, I'll turn on my TV. I'm going to watch a fucking thing, but I'm going to turn on my TV. So that way they're going to get just one person a rating. That's what I do. So I backtrack. So yeah, the Chargers did play Baltimore earlier this year at StubHub Soccer Stadium. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They they get beat by twenty by twelve points. Uh, Indianapolis and Houston they are rivals, are they not? They're the Southern Division, are they not? Uh, they are. And looks like they split the series this year, so that's gonna be fun. Houston seems to be kind of on a roll. They got their running game going. So Houston seems to be on a roll. See what how far they can go. Uh, lowest seed goes to Kansas City. The highest seed goes to New England. As in the high seed that wins goes and plays New England. The lowest seed that wins goes and plays Kansas City. So <clears throat> I don't know if man. I think we're going to see another New England Super Bowl. I really do. You got New England at home, which they're hard to beat at home. And if Kansas City loses. New England's going to be at home again for the AFC Championship. And like I said, they're hard to beat. And I'm not sold with Kansas City. Kansas City started off hot, but I'm a little worried about them. I think they're, there's cracks showing. And it seems like with Andy Reid towards the end of the year, those cracks are just not filled up and fixed. Mahomes had had a magnificent year. I think he's the first player ever to throw for 5,000 yards in college and 5,000 yards in in the pros, in the season. I think he threw for 5,000 yards his final season at Texas Tech, and he threw for 5,000 yards this year. But I'm, just, I'm, I'm worried about them. I don't know if they have what it takes. I mean, they held on to the top spot. 
Well, San Diego losing to Baltimore uh, a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> they hurt, not San Diego. What the fuck are they called? The Dolts losing to Baltimore a couple weeks ago. It makes it, eh. No, they lost that top spot. They could have probably won their division if they, I think they needed help, honestly. I think they need Kansas City to tie or lose somewhere, I believe. But yeah, it doesn't matter. It does not matter one way or another. I just worry about Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City, yeah, Kansas City lost two of the last three games <clears throat> this season. They barely beat Baltimore. They had to score 40 to beat Oakland. They lost in a shootout to the Rams two weeks before that because they had a bye week in between. My point being with Kansas City, I they started off strong. They started off magnificent. We're looking at – they gave up points, of course, but they scored a lot of points. Mahomes is used to having to score a lot of points. Shootout after shootout after shootout, minus teams like Jacksonville and Cincinnati who are offensively inept. I'm just not sold on Kansas City. They are the number one team. Awesome. I'm just personally not sold. Okay. On the NFC side, let's see. Let me get this. So the NFC side, on Saturday, January 5th, we have Seattle going into Dallas. That's an intriguing matchup. I'm not completely 100% sold on Seattle. And every time I'm sold on Dallas, they somehow lay an egg, which I don't understand that one bit. <clears throat> Lamar Cooper's had a great year. Dallas started coming on strong. They are on a two-game winning streak, but you look at the teams they beat, Tampa Bay, they didn't, they're looking for a new coach. The Giants, they barely beat the Giants, who are just so discombobulated. That's something funny. Then you look at Seattle. Well, I mean, in my opinion, they've quietly had a good a good year. They finished ten six. Yeah, I mean, they had they quietly had a good year ten six. Playing in Dallas, I don't know. There's a lot of, I don't know. I'm not gonna say anything bad about Dallas. People I met in Dallas when I was there a couple weeks ago were nice. The Sunday game is Philadelphia and Chicago. Once again, the Philadelphia Fools are in the playoffs. Once again. Wentz, I think Wentz is a good quarterback. I really do. I think he's a good leader. Because for some reason, when they put Nick Foles in, something happens to that team. And who knows if Wentz is even going to play again. I mean, he seems to have a back issue. Again, I mean, he's wasn't there like he went and got a second and third opinion and found out he had a fracture in his back or something. And this is the second year. Last year was in an ACL last year. Fuck. Eagles. I don't think Wentz is a bad quarterback. I really, really don't. I think he's a good quarterback. God, he's prone to get hurt. And for some reason, the last year they were going – last year they did great. He was great last year. Then he got hurt last game, second last game of the year. And Foles came in and kept that ball rolling. This year, Foles started off terrible in the preseason. Wentz got the starting job. Played okay. We're not good enough to win, but played okay. He gets hurt, and Philadelphia squeaks in. They take the sixth seed, the final seed in the NFC uh, playoff spot. An NFC wild card. They go into Chicago. Chicago, good defense. I mean, they seem to kind of dropped off too. I mean, they they did win the the Northern Division. I mean, granted, I shouldn't say anything bad about Chicago. Their offense is okay. It's not 100% where I think it should be to be, win a championship, but their offense is getting the job done. It's the defense. It's kind of the stereotypical Chicago Bear team. When you think of Chicago Bears, you think of defense. When they won in the 80s, defense. Well, they also had Walter Payton. But they had the best defense in the league. I think they, well, until the Baltimore Ravens in, shit, early 2000s, when the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl, the Bears had a record-setting defense. 
the best defense in the history of the NFL until the Baltimore Ravens won, win and won their uh, Super Bowl. I forgot what year that was. So now you get the Bears with a great defense again. I think it's the top 10 defense last time I heard facing the Philadelphia team. Actually, I'm going to – I'm gonna. No, that's actually – it's a big spread. They got Chicago by five and a half points. That's actually pretty big. It's the biggest spread of all the wild card games. Everything else is one. I think Dallas is favored by one. Houston's favored by one. Baltimore favored by two and a half. Damn. So, number one seed for the NFC is New Orleans. Number two seed – New Orleans. Sorry. Number two seed is the Rams. Uh, Rams will face the highest – uh, seated winner of the wild card, then the Saints will play the lowest seated winner of the wild card. So that's kind of my NFL talk. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that Rams have stumbled a little bit. Saints, um, I think they kind of stumbled in, in when they played um, Dallas early in the year, and now. Oh, did they get going? Did the Saints finally get going? Again, I'm, I'm fucking behind on everything with the NFL. I mean, they struggled against Dallas. They did lose to Carolina, but they did rest. Breeze. I mean, they had another one seed wrapped up, and they rest, they rest Breeze. So they lost to Dallas. And they lost to Tampa Bay first part of the year. Wow. So, I mean, is Breeze going to be rusty in two weeks? Because he he's going to basically have three weeks off. Well, two weeks off. Two full weeks off in the game. It's going to be fun. We'll see what happens. The Super Bowl is on February 3rd this year in – I don't know where it's even at. Yeah, I am terrible with the NFL. I just am. Oh, man. So, that's the NFL talk. I mean, there's some news going on. I mean, co- coaches were fired. Uh, Hugh Jackson is doing an interview with the B- Bengals. Um, Cliff Kingsbury has been tied to doing two interviews with uh, – I think the Jets is one, and I forgot the other team, maybe Jacksonville. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, who is actually a position coach in Kansas City, is having three interviews. I think he had one with the Jets today. I think he's going to Jacksonville tomorrow. And this is a podcast. This might not be released until fucking next week. It'll be after the NCAA College Football National Championship. Oh, what a segue. Got him good. Ah. Uh, my bread and butter, I don't know bread and butter, kind of suck at this part too, but college football. First off, I have to, I don't know why I have to do this because no one fucking listens. But I'm going to do it anyways. Kentucky, my hat's off to you. I'm still not sold on you. I'm not sold on Penn State, but you proved me wrong, Kentucky. You scored 27 points. You're pretty one-dimensional, and Penn State wasn't as wasn't as good as advertised. And Kentucky went out and won their bowl game. You should be ranked in the top 15. I am sorry for saying that you shouldn't even be ranked at all. Penn State, you guys are fucking losers. Just kidding. What the fuck, Penn State? I had high hopes for you fuckers. I don't even like you. I had high hopes for you. You shouldn't be ranked at all. You should be knocked out. Uh, what did the – I mean, minus the national championship, what did the SEC end up finish off being? Actually, no, I'll do that in a couple – in a week or two. So the bowl season's over with-ish. We got the national championship coming up on January 7th. Alabama and Clemson. 
talked about that last episode. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who I even want to win personally. <clears throat> we had a couple bowl games that happened between the time that I did my last episode and today. I mean, it's nothing I really want to talk about. Oh, there are a couple. I mean, God. The Red Box Bowl. Holy fucking hell. It wasn't even fucking bad weather in the fin- finish of a 7-6 game. What the fuck? Bang my head against a fucking wall on that one. Jesus H. Christ. Uh, Northwestern Utah. I actually missed that game. It wasn't on ESPN. So, I was actually... a North Carolina. That started off good for North Carolina. Then A&M actually pulled away. Court 52. That is totally non-Jimbo-esque. He loves to be conservative and not running up score. But they're on the right track. I think A&M's, they have explosive offense. We've seen it two times in a row now. 52 points against NC State and over 70 points last game against LSU. Speaking of LSU, they beat UCF. Does that mean UCF is no longer going to talk? Are they going to just be, are they going to finally be quiet now? I mean, they only beat UCF by eight, eight points. Wasn't looking good first part of the game. I mean, it picks a 97 yard pick six. The offense moved down the field easily. Scored on, a, I think, a 20 some yard rushing play, I think it was. But the LSU pulled away 40 to 32. No, it wasn't too bad. It was a high scoring game. We know UCF will give up points, but we also know they'll score points. And that's what happened is LSU got a couple more stops. And now it comes in the ranting and raving part of my college football mindset. Ohio State, Georgia. No, you are not one of the top four teams. Period. Georgia, fuck no, you're not. And I'll get to you in a second. Now, Ohio State didn't say much. Okay, it's mainly the fans that said much. The players, the coaches didn't say much for the most part. Urban Myers played it properly when he was asked. Gave a very diplomatic answer before the bowl games. Good job, Urban. Yeah, she did some off the field that was good. Good job. You're up, what, 28-7, 28-3 going in the second half? 21. I think you actually, I think you had 21 in the first half. In 28, you touched uh, 20, your fourth touchdown in the second half. <clears throat> I drank a little bit. I'm trying to remember everything. But then you allow Washington to come back. Washington isn't an explosive offense. They will get big chunks, but you allowed them to come back. And at the end of the game, they score with less than a minute to go, fail on a two-point conversion, and now they have a shot at an onside kick. You beat them by five. A back 10 or a back 12, I'm sorry, a back 12 team that you were supposed to roll over. Remember, the Pac-12 sucks. Everybody east of Colorado, not the Pac-12, is a, is, shouldn't be a, a, a Power 5 team, a Power 5 conference. They're terrible. Granted, they weren't the best, but let's see, won some bowl games this year. Ohio State, you go out and you blow up your arch rival, Michigan, who then got blown up by Florida. You go up and you beat up a Northwestern team who then went out and beat Utah by 11 points. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, you finally got your head out of your ass. Good job. It took you 16 weeks, 15 weeks to do such a thing. You go into, go into Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Go up big. Well, not really big, but you go up about three touchdowns. And you almost lose it. Now, it wasn't like the game. It wasn't like the Texas and Georgia game. The Texas-Georgia game, yeah, it turned into a seven-point win by Texas, but it was nowhere near as close as the score indicates. 
Texas dominated that game from start to finish defensively. Offensively, what's his face? Evan Hangmer, Evan Hockahall. The hell's a quarterback at Texas's name? I can see it. Such as the fucking E. Ellinger. There we go. Ellinger. That's close. <clears throat> Sam Ellinger. Reminds me of uh, what's his first name? First right there. Last name is Klein. At Kansas State. <clears throat> it's fourteen. Uh, Maybe I was back home about two thousand twelve. <clears throat> Tough in your in your face quarterback. Can't really throw the ball all that well, but he's basically like a running back back there. He's going to lower his shoulders. He's going to run you over. He's the second or third running back. Depends on what the formation is. And he's tough as nails. And that's what Ellinger is. All right, Ellinger was tough as nails against George's high-powered, tough SEC defense. It was 20-7 to going in the first half, going to halftime. And Texas controlled the whole game until the end. Couple of bonehead plays by the secondary, a rub route, which got Georgia down within a five. And they scored in I think, the next play, less than a minute. They scored. I said, "Cool, this is going to be a game." But then, I mean, you look at the replay, and Texas was playing a prevent defense with like eight minutes to go in the game, and then a couple of bonehead plays by the Texas defense. I think in the last drive. Two targeting calls. I didn't think one was overturned. It was, I think the hit on Fromm was overturned, but it was a personal foul anyways because it was a late hit because he was already in the midst of sliding. And then another jackass from Texas gets into a scuffle at the same time because Georgia's got pissed off because you hit the quarterback late. Blah, 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 blah. A whole bunch of fucking punks on the field. And they scored a last second touchdown on Austin. They scored with, I think, less than a minute to go. On say kick, Texas picks it up. But in reality, this was not a close game. Not at all. And I'm pointing to you, Georgia. I'm pointing at you, Georgia, because you had players talking shit on Notre Dame about how Georgia is one of the four best teams in the country just because of how well you played Alabama. You played Alabama well. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Tua played like shit. You played Alabama very well. Hurts came in and you lost that game. You had an opportunity to make a statement loud and clear that you were one of the four that you are one of the four best teams in the country. And you laid a fucking egg against Texas. Texas outplayed you, they outcoached you, they outhit you, they wanted it more than you. And that's on you. Talking all that shit and getting beat by Texas. What happened to the days? Back in the day when BCS was around, top two teams, only two not even top two teams. The top teams played each other. There was no playoff. It was just number one, number two played. And everybody who felt slighted kept their fucking mouth shut and went out and made a statement there during their bowl game. No one tweeted. No one talked shit. They went out they made a statement. If you're the number three team and you feel like you got slighted and you didn't get the number two spot, you went out during your bowl game and beat the shit out of whoever you faced. Or you got proven why you should have been the, you were not invited to the top two teams. Case in point, I've talked about this before. 2001 National Championship game. Nebraska in Miami. Nebraska shouldn't have been there. Oregon should have been. Oregon was third and felt slighted. They went. Oregon went into the Fiesta Bowl, fucking beat up Colorado, who was the Big 12 champion, I think fifth in the country at that time. Beat them up in the Fiesta Bowl. 
led by Joey Harrington. Nebraska goes in and gets fucking plastered by Miami. The only people that talked about Oregon being slided were the figureheads on TV. The talking heads on TV. Oregon went out. They played their game. They made a point. And actually, I think they got some votes in the AP. So, not too long ago, we saw that Houston had decided to fire Major Applewhite as their head coaching, as their head coach. And there are rumors rolling around. You know, they went after Cliff Kingsbury, who seems to be a very hot topic. He's got interviews in the NFL, but he already has a job with USC. So, we'll see where that goes with him. And he flat out said, no, I don't want to go to Houston. So, the rumors say. So then, right away, there are rumors that Dana Holgerson, head coach at West Virginia, wants to head to Houston. Now, he has experience at Houston. He coached there for a year, two years, under Kevin Sumlin. So there are some credence, I guess, to that. Sure enough, a day or two later, Dana Holgerson has decided to take the job, which is Weird. And the reason why it's weird, because I don't know if it's, it's not really a lateral move. It's he is kind of stepping down, I guess, in level. I mean, he's going from the Big 12 to the American Athletic Conference, the AAC. Is it a good move? I mean, yeah, he's getting he's getting paid more from the reports I'm reading. I think it's five years, $20 million or something like that, which I believe is a pay raise than what he's getting paid at, at West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia just apparently just doesn't want to pay coaches. I think we've heard that before. Other places, I think Wisconsin is one of those places. That's why uh, 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 Bellema, Lima, left went to Arkansas. Then he got fired there. Um, so but we've heard about it. And we know that Houston is dropping a shit ton of money into the sports and their facilities. We talked about that last episode. So now Dana heads to Houston. It's Definitely not a step up. I mean, money-wise, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know, don't know exactly what he was making at West Virginia. But money-wise, yeah. From everything I'm reading, everything I'm hearing, how bad does West Virginia have to be for you to say, you know what, I'm going to go to Houston. I mean, I'm assuming it is warmer in Houston. I wonder if he'll get finally get like, his hair taken care of. He has like the weirdest fucking bald spot. The weirdest bald spot. <laughs> He's got like this long hair, but bald spot. It's like the weirdest fucking thing. Dude, shave it off. Fucking hell. So he goes to Houston. What's the plan there? Houston's going to throw a bunch of money at a big coach. They got their big coach. I mean, he's had a year, a year 2008, 2009, he was there. is isn't like he has a shit ton of experience in Houston. Shit ton of experience. <laughs> so they make a splash. They go out and they pick up Holgerson. Uh, I think he's making $20 million a year. I think, he was only ma- I think he's making on a year. So he's making four million. He's gonna be making four million a year at Houston, and I can't. I can't seem to find out what he made. Uh, well, West Virginia. It's probably somewhere around here. My point being, again, it's not a lateral move. I mean, West Virginia's been a good program for at least two decades. They haven't won a whole lot of championships, but they've been a solid program. I think there was a time frame there when Rich Rodriguez was there, and and. They had the rivalry. I think, it was, I think it was against Pitt. They were undefeated going in against Pitt, and they lost to Pitt in the last game of the year or something. They got uh, upset by Pitt, I want to say. This is back in the day when it was Big East. 
was around for the Big East, but did something stupid and put their heads up their asses. Now, it's Houston. When we talked about Houston dropping money in that leg facility. Multiple times I've said that. This is just another play for them to try to get into a Power 5 conference. Where do they go? Does the SEC want to expand? Does the ACC want to expand? The only place I see that wants to should expand, should even think about expanding, is probably the Big 12. They have 11 teams right now. They actually get 12 teams, since the name Big 12, back. And they can actually have a real conference champion. I loved all the arguments going into the last weekend playoffs. Oh, we should just get rid of the East versus West or the North versus South. And da, 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 da. Well, technically, they actually proved who should be in the top four. Well, minus Notre Dame, because Notre Dame doesn't have a conference. Which I guess you can hold, you can throw out the whole, well, they only played 12 games, but they should be fresh because they got their ass kicked pretty mildly by Clemson. But I digress. So, again, the big name coach is Houston making another step again into a bias five conference. Well, several years ago, when Todd Herman was there, there was a bunch of rumors. I mean, he got that team playing. I think for two years, they, uh, they upset Florida State. Uh, they, they, I don't think they finished undefeated. They lost a game or two. The next year they played decently well. They did get beat by San Diego State, and then Todd Herman, I think, left. Maybe Todd Herman left before that. But there's all these rumors, all these Houston wanting to get into the Big 12, and the Big 12 was dragging their feet, and the rumors that Texas said no, they can't come in because they were already losing recruits to Houston. So why would you let Houston come in? to a Power 5 conference, so you can lose more recruits to Houston. Those are the rumors. I don't know how true those are. I remember reading them. I remember hearing them on the radio. I don't know how true, how if there's actually credence behind them. That's just what, I've, what I heard and what I read. You know, I don't have any sources. My sources is what I find. So, this is a power move. I just wonder how much of a power move it is. Because the Big 12 has not come out and said that they want to expand. They haven't made any statement, any proof, or anything like that to say we want to expand. But at the same time, they said there hasn't been a no, we don't want to scenario either. My feeling, my gut feeling, says in the next decade or two, we're going to see a lot of these lower schools like the Houston's, like UCF. Like a San Diego State, like a Boise State, like a Fresno State, um, maybe even a USF, making moves, spending more money, trying to get into a Power Five school or Power uh, Five conference. And this whole idea of well, the non-biased five should start their own little tournament. Why? They're in the FBS for a reason. Give them a shot. What's the point of being in the FBS? What's the point? Besides money, of course. There's always money. But if there's no shot in hell that you're even going to get sniffed in the playoffs, what's the point? When you had the UCF team go two years undefeated until this last week, two straight years undefeated, and the highest they got was eighth, ninth? Something's wrong with that. We'll play somebody. Well, fucking if the team said you say that, needed, that they need to play would fucking accept them, fine. And all of a sudden, Florida comes out of the blues. Oh, we, we, we offer them a 2-1 deal. After all the hypocritical, all the whining, 
all the complaining, all the talking shit on the uh, uh, bias five schools. Florida comes out and goes two, two for one. Two games in, in Gainesville, one game in Orlando. What? Bullshit. It's because you fucking have an elitism going on. I don't think Alabama has played a true non-conference road game in a decade and a half. They let them play neutral side games, but we know this is Texas. It's in, Alabama, it's in uh, New Orleans. It's in Atlanta. It's in Houston. Close to home. They don't fucking travel. That's just it. And this is where I think Clemson bests them. This is might be why they Clemson may beat Alabama this weekend or this week, next week, whatever, Monday. And that is, they've gone. They faced Auburn. They did a home and home against Auburn. Clemson will face it and do a home and home with you if you're a non-conference. They don't hide. I mean, granted, they will play the Citadel from time to time, <laughs> but they don't fucking hide. They know they're a top-notch school. They know they're a top-notch team. They won't hide. They played AM. They'll play AM again next year. In two years, they played Notre Dame. That's not even a home and home. That's just. They're playing Notre Dame uh, at Notre Dame uh, two of the next three years. I'm sorry, two of the next four years. So 2020, 2022, they're playing in Notre Dame. Now, granted, 2023, they had Notre Dame at home. Now, they did play Notre Dame at home uh, three years ago, four years ago in the monsoon. But looking, no, sitting there looking at the Clemson schedule. Also, there's a, there's a, there's an agreement between the ACC and Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is going to play four ACC teams every year or some bullshit like that. It's like they're so close to being a full member in ACC, but they don't want to be a full member in the ACC. It's the oddest fucking thing. But Clemson, I'm looking at their upcoming schedule. So minus – I'm not counting South Carolina. South Carolina is kind of up in the air. I don't know if they're going to be good or not. And I just don't think Muschamp is good enough to get that team to a Clemson level or even close to it. But minus 2021, where they face Wyoming, UConn, and South Carolina State, which is an FCS school, which I hate schools that play FCS schools. I don't see. I think if you play an FCS school, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson in this case. Clemson this year too. But minus 2021, when they face those four teams, they are going to face a bias five school, at least one. I mean, South Carolina does. I'm not counting again. Not counting South Carolina. That's a, that's a rivalry that's supposed to happen every year. But Clemson pays a power five, a bias five school every year minus 2021. It does 22 against Notre Dame. It does 21 is uh, Notre Dame. Next year is AM. In 23, Notre Dame again. Uh, 24, Georgia. It's a neutral side game. It's in Atlanta, but it's Georgia. In 25 and 26, they play LSU. And then the schedule kind of gets thinned out from there. I mean, Notre Dame's on, this, on the list. A lot as well. Now, I'm going to give Alabama's due because I'm going to go to the schedule. I don't know the schedule off the top of my head. All right. Now, keep in mind, all those teams I just said, they're either playing – Clemson is playing at or there's a home and home. Seven years ago, they're playing LSU. They're playing LSU a couple of years. Seven years ago, they played LSU in LSU. I think they beat them. I think it was a national championship year, I want to say. And now it's returning the favor. Alabama, they're not on schedule next year versus Duke. In Atlanta, New Mexico State, Southern Miss, Western Carolina. Ooh, tough, tough schedule. My God, I don't know how they're going to make it. 2020, they're going to play USC. Oh, wait, it's a neutral side game in Arlington. Georgia State, Kent State, UT Martin, all at home. 2021, oh, my God, they're going to play Miami. Oh, wait, it's another neutral side game. Southern Miss, New Mexico State, Mercer. Really? But, oh, my God, actually, you know what? 
Saban must be retiring or something. Because in 2022 and 2023, at this moment, of course, things always change. They have a home and home against Texas. How fucking awesome would that be? I got, we get, might have to get tickets for one of those two games. <clears throat> 2022, they're going to be in Texas. Holy fuck. They'll play Texas in 2023. About fucking time, Alabama. And there's no scheduled date for 2024. <laughs> there's one for 25 when they play the University of Louisiana Monroe, but no one else. I guess the schedule's kind of iffy from 25 to 28. Where actually 28 and 29, they have a schedule with a home and home with Notre Dame. At Notre Dame, Notre Dame in 2028 and 2029, Notre Dame will be coming to them. So in 10 years from now, actually 10, uh, nine years from now, Notre Dame will be playing in Notre Dame. But in sooner than that, in three years, t- at Texas. You know what? My hat's off to you, Alabama. You guys haven't played a fucking game. No SEC team, for the most part. Well, the elitists of the SEC, the Alabamas, the Floridas. You guys just don't seem to want to put yourself out there. You're always afraid. Afraid of what? Afraid of true colors actually coming through? I mean, what the fuck? Speaking of Florida, <clears throat> let's take a look at Florida's future schedule. And we'll get Florida this. They have a rivalry with Florida State, and they are going to be playing it every year, all the way to 2037 at this moment. But let's see, look at the rest of the schedule. Now, next year, they are playing Miami in Orlando. Neutral site field. But then UT Martin Towson. Really? And 20. Eastern Washington, South Alabama, and New Mexico. All going to Gainesville. New Mexico State, I'm sorry. All going to Gainesville. I mean, they have Florida State at home. Or away, I'm sorry. The next year, they're actually going on the road. Look at that. Against University of South Florida. That's interesting. And let's face it. That's going to be a Gator Fest. USF, they're okay. They're not going to sell that stadium out. It's going to be a de facto home game for Florida. Most of these games are going to be if it's a lower school in Florida. Maybe minus Florida State and Miami. Now, I'm intrigued by Georgia, so I am not looking at Georgia's schedule for next year. They have Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's their in-state rival. They're only a couple hours away from each other. Georgia Tech's in Atlanta. So they're going to play Georgia Tech a couple times, several times, every year. (laughs) That's kind of an already given. But the schedule for Miami, you look at the first – a couple of years, all the way till 24. All the way to 24. It's it's a shit schedule. I mean, you're going to sit here and tell me you're the best conference in the country. You play Murray State. You play Arkansas State. You play Notre Dame at home. Now, this is another home-and-home home series. They played Notre Dame last year in Notre Dame. It was a good game, though. So this is kind of the return favor. Georgia Tech, of course. In 20... You play Virginia in Atlanta. How's that a neutral site game? It's like when Washington went to play Auburn in what? New Orleans? In Atlanta? Wherever one it was? That was an Auburn home game for fuck's sakes. So they call it as a fucking neutral site game. In 21, Georgia faces San Jose State, UAB, and of course Georgia Tech, the rival. Another neutral site game in 22 when they face Oregon. And once again, it's in Atlanta. Does Georgia, are they going the route of... Fucking old Florida. In 2024, they play Clemson. An old rivalry. They should be playing home-and-home home every year. I mean, they have four. The way the SEC is lined up, they have four non-conference slots available. Two of them should be Georgia Tech and Clemson. So there should be two free available slots. Now, here in 2025, right now, they go all the way to L.A. and will face UCLA. 
and then UCLA will return the favor next year in 2026. And in 10 years from now, well, nine years now, they'll face Texas. Is Texas trying to leave the Big 12 and go to the SEC? Because Georgia is going to go to Texas in 2028, and Texas will return the favor in 29. Now, that year in 2029, at this moment, I cannot complain about that schedule for Georgia. Why cannot I complain about that schedule? It's 10 years from now. I know things can change, but they play Texas at Texas. They play Clemson. I'm sorry. They play Texas at home. They play Clemson at Clemson. And then play Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech. And I don't know what their fourth non-commerce game is going to be. So that schedule, my hat's off to you. Cool. I can't complain about that schedule. And it seems to be looking at the schedules mid-2020s to later, there seems to be some real good fucking games showing up. Finally, the SEC is getting out of their fucking bubble and going out and playing somebody. Now, this is just three teams we've talked about. Just three. <clears throat> Florida, Alabama, and Georgia. Those are the, the three. Now, I'm just going off the cuff here. I don't have all the information. Okay? I just don't. I'm just going off the cuff here. Now, looking at Texas's schedule. I've talked about Texas briefly a couple times on Alabama's schedule and Georgia's schedule. So let's bring Texas into the fold on this one. A, a team that I've always harped on that they don't play anybody either. They play a weak non-conference schedule. You know, the SMUs, the New Mexico States, the uh, Rices. Um, God, who else have I? Tulane's. Um, no teams like that. No, Louisiana Techs. Nothing wrong. I mean, those, those are a small handful of those schools are, are good or decent winning programs. I mean, New Mexico State isn't, unfortunately, but you know what I'm saying. So Texas has three non-conference schedule slots they can use. Next year, Louisiana Tech, LSU at home. And they face Houston, uh, Rice down in Houston. Rice is in Houston. And 20, University of South Florida. And they're at LSU. And then they have UTEP, which is kind of like the gimme game. And then 21, I mean, I don't know. You can say this isn't going to be much of a game. We'll see what happens with this particular school. That's Arkansas. This is an old rivalry. This is the old SWAC rivalry, Southwest Athletic Conference, I believe. So they're going to Arkansas in 2021. I don't know if they faced them in the past. I don't see Arkansas anywhere else. Maybe it's an old – no, I think they mm, – I shouldn't see here. But they're playing in Arkansas in 2021. 22 and 23 is Alabama. 24, they're playing at Michigan. And South Florida comes to them. We'll see, on the, see, South Florida is – looks like it's a 2-1. and one. So they have two games – Against South Florida in Texas, and one game against South Florida in South Florida. South Florida seems to be playing the big boys. And we saw Georgia on there, and we see Alabama on Alabama. We see Texas on there. Texas um, also plays Ohio State home and home, twenty-five and twenty-six. And there's there's the other Michigan game um, in at home in twenty-seven, and then twenty and twenty-nine. We have Georgia and Texas uh, home and homes on that one. Good job, Texas. Your team that I have bitched and moaned about. But because you haven't played anybody until the conference. Now, you ever talked about how great the conferences are? Oh, the SEC is the best conference. Well, go out and fucking play somebody when you don't have a month and a half to fucking prepare for it. Now, UCF, or USF, I mean, what? Yeah, wow. Now, they're only, this schedule only goes all the way to 26. But next year's schedule, Wisconsin, Georgia Tech, and BYU. BYU, I don't know. You'll, you'll find out about BYU like when the season shows up. Because you have like 28-year-olds playing as freshmen. And 20, you got at Texas. Uh, Nevada going coming in. Now, Nevada's not a bad team. Nevada is moving up. Uh, they went from, I think, 2-10 la- last year. Or 
two seasons ago, this coming up season, to I think they won the bowl game, I believe. Yeah, they won their bowl game, and I think they finished nine or something, maybe six, seven, six. So they're actually moving up in the world. I think they're going to buy for. I think they're going to start. Um, they, I think they're the Mountain Division of the Mountain West with uh, Boise State in Wyoming and all Colorado State and all of them. I think. I think they're going to start vying for that. Uh, go back to USF. Uh, so where are we at? Then in 2021, they play at NC State. They have Florida at home. And they play at BYU. Tough one. 22, Texas at home. At Florida. At Louisville. 23, they play nobody. 24, at Texas. They have NC State at home. They have Louisville at home. And 25, they play Northern Illinois, which you never know with them. They are normally decently good. But you never know. There's something they have up, they have a lot of good up years and then they have like one or two bad years and it's like what the hell happened and they catch you off guard. Uh, twenty five we got at Florida and twenty six at Louisville. I mean there's some good games there. These little schools from the AAC are now playing these bigger schools, and that's good. I'm very happy to see that. Now when I contra- uh, compare and contrast it to the Mountain West, and I've talked a lot about the AAC about how I don't think they're as good as advertised. Uh, I am a Mountain West homer. I'm not going to lie. I don't think the Mountain West gets its due diligence. Not due diligence. I don't think it gets its, its credence. It's credit. There we go. I don't think it gets its credit that it deserves. They have three teams right to the top 25. Last time I checked. AAC has one. Yeah. All right, so the Mountain West has three teams ranked right now. Uh, season ended today, which it kind of does because we know who one and two are going to be now. It's going to be Alabama or it's going to be Clemson. So Mountain West has one, two, three teams ranked. Okay, three teams ranked. Fresno State's 14, Utah State's 18, Boise State's 22. This is according to the Bleacher Report. Okay, I'll, I'll even get the AP. I can find the AP and get that for you as well. Um, for that one, that way I won't just have one. Okay. Sports Illustrated for you guys. So according to the Bleacher Report, okay, this is the Bleacher Report's updated top 25 rankings after, after the bowl game. And there's, they have three teams. They have Utah State at 18, Boise State at 22, and Fresno State at 14. The AAC has UCF. And I got to check some real quick before I... UCF. And Cincinnati. I'm hoping I'm proven wrong. Maybe they'll prove me wrong right now. So they have Cincinnati at 23 because they won the bowl game against, I forget who they played. Oh, Virginia Tech. That's who they played. And they have UCF at 10. I don't see anybody else. That's according to the Bleacher Report. Now, Cincinnati moved up because of their win. Utah State moved up because of their win. Now, Boise State, well, they kind of got stuck. They The bowl game was canceled. Fresno State moved up because of their win. And this ranking is old. This is from... There's the AP top 10. As as of today, this is the AP top 10. Or top 25, I'm sorry. There are some weird elements. Okay. As of January 3rd, 2019, the AP top 10 has Boise State, 23. They actually dropped because the game was canceled. That's bullshit. Fresno State, they have them at 19, even though they beat up Arizona State. And that's it. AP poll... Has UCF at seven, but nobody else from the American Conference see. So my point being is that I think the Mountain West is a better football conference than the AAC, but you don't hear them bitching and moaning and crying. That's my point. 
Mountain West has always kind of been quietly doing their thing, just waiting. But Mountain West almost ceased to exist. Several years ago, when the Big East was trying to figure out what the fuck they wanted to do and expand to a whole nationwide conference, they almost took San Diego State and Boise State. As a matter of fact, I think both schools decided they're going to leave. And then they figured out that, oh, yeah, Big East is going to fold. Both schools said, fuck it, we're staying. And there was a lot of rumors that Boise State was going to go to the Big 12, but they decided to stay and be one of the flagships for the Mountain West instead. Speaking of Florida State, I'm looking at their schedule, their non-conference schedule. Well, they have, they're going down to Jacksonville to face Florida State. And that's not a neutral side game. It's a fucking de facto home game for Florida State. They play in at BYU. Now, and they play Marshall in, in Boise. Granted, they do play uh, Portland State. I don't I don't like um, Then 20, they have Florida State going to Boise. And they are going to be playing at Marshall and BYU is coming to Boise. And they have Georgia Southern, who has a triple option attack, which is a lot of fun to watch. And 21. Boise State goes down to Houston. They have Oklahoma State going to Boise State. Now, they played Oklahoma State this season. Uh, lost pretty badly. They got the butts kicked by Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State was Jack and Hyde school. Holy fuck. And 22 and 23, you have a home and home with Michigan State and Oregon State. And that's like another – they seem to be playing – they play BYU, home and home there too. They play BYU five straight years. And 24 and 25, they have a home and home in Oregon and a home and home in Cincinnati. Remember, they had three games with Oregon. That's one of those two-for-one deals. Two two games in Oregon, one in Boise State. And they have Washington State. The home and home with Washington State, uh, 26 and 27. So they're not shying away. I mean, they're not going all the way to the south to play football. I mean, they're going to the Midwest. I think the furthest they are going, looks like, is Houston. Georgia Southern. Let's head over to another flagship. Uh, about Fresno State. Let's go to Fresno State. Fresno State plays at USC. They have Minnesota coming in. Then they have Sacramento State and New Mexico State. I don't count. In 20, they are, none of these are home and homes. I and mean, this is fucking weird. So in 20, they go to Colorado, which who knows where they'll be, to A&M, and they play New Mexico State at home. That's a tough one. They're going to, they're going to an SEC school, the fate, the play. In 21, at Oregon, at UCLA. 22, Sacramento State at home. They have Oregon State coming in, but they got to go to USC. 23, they're playing at Arizona State. 24, playing at Oregon State, at UCLA. And 25, they're playing at USC. My point being, they're playing at these big schools. Not a single one, minus Minnesota, is coming to Fresno State. I mean, granted, it is Fresno. And Fresno State's a good team. I think they should be ranked higher than they are, personally. Let's go to the other flagship. My personal opinion is San Diego State. Yes, I know I'm a homer. Get off me. All right, San Diego State next year. I don't play a fucking shit. No. Let's see. We have a lot of Pac-12 teams for San Diego State. UCLA at UCLA. Uh, BYU comes in. They actually have a home-and-home home in BYU. Uh, they go to Toledo. They have UCLA coming in 2020. Uh, in 21, they go to Arizona. They have a home-and-home home in Arizona. They have a home-and-home home in Utah. And they have a home-and-home home in Toledo. Uh, they play UCLA three times. How the hell they manage that? They have a – there it is, game. No, four times. 26 or the other – so they're playing the big, big Pac-12. They're not steering away from competition. I mean, they are playing Weber State, Sacramento State, Towson. Toledo's up and down. You don't know what Toledo team you're going to get. And they're spending money. I think I brought it up too long ago. Um, it might have been last episode where San Diego State just got approved by the city to purchase the land that this football stadium is on. Um, Chargers used to play there. And it's Qualcomm Stadium used to be Jack Murphy. Now it's... San Diego Credit San Diego County Credit Union Stadium. It's an old fucking rundown stadium, man. <laughs> it is fucking gnarly. But they got approval to, to buy it. By the land it's on. It's on the big parking lot. It's in the middle of nowhere. 
Well, not in the middle of nowhere anymore. It used to be in the middle of nowhere. And so they bought it. To my knowledge, they're going to create a new football stadium there. It's only going to hold about 30 to 35,000 people, but it's going to have the capability of expanding to, I think, 60, I want to say. And then there's going to be a satellite campus for the university. I think it's going to be some residential things in there, some commercial things in there. So I think last I heard is the Aztecs will move there. They're hoping to bring an ML. MLS team in as well and they're hoping with the possibility of being able to expand that in the future maybe an NFL team from what I understand and I don't think that things are going to start until like 2022 so I might be dead before it gets done with all the fucking uh environmentalists and shit that's the issue with the old stadium was what's the issue with pet cup everybody kept suing but granted I think taxpayers god how the fuck they get on this rant and rave about Love it when I do that. I just get on some weird topic and fucking take off. I was coming in here with an idea to do it, talk about a different topic. I think it was um, the Houston job and Holgerson. And I see, I know I'm fucking ranting and raving about Alabama and Florida and Georgia and the SEC and the Mountain West and the AAC and what the fuck, Texas? And what in the world was I thinking? I'm intrigued. No, I, I, I said it earlier, I am my hats off to Alabama for actually playing somebody at a home and home. Hats off to, well, shit, I forgot what Florida was. <laughs> Guess I wasn't giving Florida as much credit as I thought. I mean, they're based in Florida State. So the season's about to end here in a couple days. Clemson and Alabama. I don't know what in the world I'm going to talk about. It's going to be fun. Might not be as many podcasts for all you people who don't listen. So hoping that you have some uh, uh, guests here soon, especially when the season's over with. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Had some lined up that kind of fell through, unfortunately, just because it's the holidays and shit like that. So we'll see what happens. Probably hopefully talk a little bit uh, health, some strong man, some powerlifting. Um, have somebody who is a runner. Hopefully I can get them on here. And I'm not a runner. My knees hurt just saying the word run. Every time I say the word run, my ankle hurts. So if we get them on here, talk some uh, health stuff and maybe some other whatever else pops in. I'm not going to talk religion. I'm not going to talk politics as much as I can help it. It's hard sometimes. We'll see. See what happens. I'll probably rant and rave about the National Championship game here in a couple days. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'll watch it. I don't know who I'm rooting for. I don't know who's going to win that game. (sighs) Well, thanks for listening to me rant and rave about absolutely nothing. I do appreciate it. Thanks for subscribing, all negative seven of you. Please, please, please go out and buy a Resilience Butte County Strong IPA. Again, all money, all the money goes towards the Campfire Relief Fund to help those people who lost their basically livelihood, their homes and shit. So please go out there and find it. If you're not a drinker, just buy a six-pack. I, I don't think they have six-packs. Maybe a 12-pack. Uh, buy a 12-pack of it, give it to the homeless man down the road. Or give it to the first person you walk by on the, when you're walking out to your car. And with that, I will bid you goodbye. You all have a good day. Go out and dominate the world and fuck shit up.